Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. On a recent edition of the Electronic Cottage, we noted that we web users are constantly asked for, and in some cases pressured to, grant websites permission to gather personal information about us and to use that data in all sorts of ways, few of which are actually to our benefit. We discussed the difference between sites that offer, sometimes in a well-hidden place on the site, an opportunity to opt out of that data collection. And if we don't take the time and energy to figure out how to opt out, the site operators assume that we've given them permission to collect an astonishing amount of personal data about us and to do with it what they please. Other sites use an opt-in approach and feel that they're covered in glory because they're offering an opportunity for users to take the time to read an assortment of privacy statements and then offer, quote, informed consent to the site operator to collect and to use some or all of the personal data that they can get their hands on. The question we raised then is, gee, is it actually reasonable to expect that in the hustle of using a website for whatever purpose, users are going to be able to understand and consider the effects of the choices that they're offered. In other words, is informed consent of the use of our personal information an actual functional choice on most websites today? There are lots of folks who don't think so. Among them, for example, are Lori Faith Cantor and Hannah Habib of Carnegie Mellon University. In the March 2023 edition of Communications of the ACM, they published an article entitled, quote, Metrics for Success, Why and How to Evaluate Privacy Choice Usability, end quote. This is the first paragraph of that paper, quote, privacy regulations around the world frequently include requirements for websites and apps to obtain informed consent from users prior to collecting, processing, or sharing their personal information, or to provide easy opportunities for users to opt out of certain uses of their data. This has led to a proliferation of privacy notice and consent interfaces, many of which provide consent opportunities that are hardly informed, frequently difficult to find and use, and all too often deceptive." End quote. Other researchers have wondered about the same issue. A group from the Annenberg School of Communications at the University of Pennsylvania decided to see what web users knew and thought about personal data privacy, so they interviewed over 2,000 users who represented a statistically representative sample of the U.S. population. They released the results in February of 2023. We don't have to go any further than the title of their report to get a sense of what they found. Quote, Americans can't consent to companies' use of their data. End quote. We finished that former program by asking listeners, if you were one of the people surveyed, would you respond true or false to questions such as, quote, by law, a travel site such as Expedia or Orbitz that compares prices on different airlines must include the lowest airline prices. Or, quote, in the United States, 
the federal government regulates the types of digital information companies collect about individuals. Or, quote, the U.S. federal government requires that companies ask Internet users to opt in to being tracked, end quote. What are your answers? How confident are you about your answers? And how would your answers compare to the answers given by others in this national survey? Well, the answers to all of those questions is false. No law says that a site that compares prices on different airlines has to show you the lowest price. That's pretty true for pretty much anything else you might want to purchase online. There are no federal online privacy laws in the United States, nor does the federal government have any rules whatsoever about online tracking by companies. Surprised? If so, you have a lot of company. Between 63% and 82% of survey respondents answered those questions incorrectly. And that lack of knowledge and understanding has effects. From the study overview, quote, Consent has always been a central part of Americans' interactions with the commercial Internet. Federal and state laws, as well as decisions from the Federal Trade Commission, require either implicit opt-out or explicit opt-in permission from individuals for companies to take and use data about them. Genuine opt-out and opt-in consent requires that people have knowledge about commercial data extraction practices as well as a belief they can do something about them. As we approach the 30th anniversary of the commercial internet, the latest Annenberg National Survey finds that Americans have neither. And further down, high levels of frustration, concern, and fear compound Americans' confusions. 80% say they have little control over how marketers can learn about them online. 80% agree that what companies know about them from their online behaviors can harm them. These and related discoveries from our survey paint a picture of an unschooled and admittedly incapable society that rejects the internet industry's insistence that people will accept trade-offs for benefits and despairs of its inability to predictably control its digital life in the face of powerful corporate forces. At a time when individual consent lies at the core of key legal frameworks governing the collection and use of personal information, our findings describe an environment where genuine consent may not be possible." End quote. There's a good chance that these results will not sound very cheerful to many folks. We'll put links to these studies on the webpage for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org for those who would like to read the full documents. So, what can we do as individuals to protect our privacy? In truth, not a lot. We can do our best to limit our exposures as best we can manage individually, and we should, but that's really a Band-Aid. The authors of both of these documents, and many, many others who've studied this problem of informed consent, suggest that the only real answer to the informed consent problem is to address the question on a federal level. 
Although there have been well-designed federal online privacy laws introduced into the past six sessions of Congress, including this one, nothing has happened. Why that is the case is perhaps a question for political discussion. For now, the best we can do is protect ourselves and our personal identities and information as best we can individually. Decide to spend the time necessary to understand the choices available as we use websites and do our best to choose the ones that best fit our preferences. And finally, to actually bring real informed choice to web users, remind our elected representatives on the federal level that this is a very big problem, which, at least according to some of the best minds in the country who've studied this problem, only the federal government can address effectively. We'll keep an eye on developments about online informed consent, whether in Congress or elsewhere, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>